what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 9, volume 1 of Big Fan. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of trolley stop hot dogs at 2 a.m. in Wrightsville Beach, bachelor parties with no private adult entertainment, and winning tennis matches to go to the States. <laughs> the States. The States. Remember the States? I'm Hank Eimer. I'm a big fan of crisp fall air, dogs that listen to you, and anything kettle one. Oh, very nice. Let me ask you a question. Well, let's jump right into dogs that listen to you, because I don't know if you've heard the news. Doggate 2018 at the East Household is now officially begun. It's happening. Hey? Los? They didn't go for Los. <laughs> what they but go I with? didn't have to go for Cupcake either, right? Thank so God. we found a happy meeting. Let me just tell you a quick story about this dog and how the name came about. So we picked our little miniature american shepherd up at the breeder about three weeks ago jumping around blah blah blah. he was doing what puppies do but the breeder was like mm. he hadn't felt the best his stomach's been a little bit ornery if you will and the, the kids, that doesn't yeah, that, is, <laughs> that is not a good start that's not a good start for your carpet not a good start <laughs> yes so the girls had already met him i was actually out of town so i didn't get to go on the pickup which i kind of Hated because I wanted to see them and bring them home the first time. Anyway, girls met him. The breeder tells that to Jennifer, and Jennifer said in her mind, she was like, nah, we got something wrong with the stomach. Well, we should leave him here right. until everything is good. But the girls have met him. They're holding him. There ain't no going back. The dog's coming. A woman's intuition is pretty good. Yeah, and your wife, your wife's time. smart. She's pretty street smart. So anyway, she calls, and I'm meeting them at the house, all this jazz. Yeah. And she said, hey, the dog's here. It's in the back. He's doing real well. But the breeder said there might be something wrong with his stomach. He's had a loose stool. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hey. And maybe a little vomiting. Okay. Oh, you feel me? Hey, not after drinking, you may have one of those too. So don't hate on it. That's every Monday morning for me, loose doing vomiting. But anyway, we get to the house and here comes the little fella and he's jumping around and he seems to be doing okay okay, but within ten minutes, he kinda like collapses on the floor. He has no energy. Mm -hmm. You know, so we hey, come on, little fella, let's let's get some food, let's get some water. He doesn't eat or drink for two days, hey. Whoa. So we take him to the vet. The vet was like, we don't know what's wrong with him. Let's give him an IV. Let's give him some stuff. Come back in the next day. Let's see how he goes. He doesn't do well. He sleeps through the night, which was great. I was like, oh, but he's not moving. I was, <laughs> But he's dead. <laughs> he may be dead. Every time I would go to his crate, because I would check on him on the hour, because in the middle of the night, he'd be like, oh. he'd have these dry heaves, yeah. sounding like you know some of our friends on a Saturday evening. But I was just worried sick. And so... He had been home for two days. The next day, I went back to the vet, and I said, what do I do? And she said, let's try this. If it doesn't work tonight, Abort. you need to go back to the breeder and tell him what's going on. And we had to be communicating with the breeder anyway. And so go to the vet. Nothing really seems to work. So 
I'm taking this dog back to my house and telling my girls after oh. they have waited. Oh. How long have we waited? Forever. Girls, I got to take them back. We got a defect. <laughs> we got a defect. We got to take them back. And the breeder, and I said, hey, girls, the breeder said that we're going to take him back to this original vet where he was doing well. Something's, something's happened in this transition, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And so they cried, of course. Take him to the breeder. For the weekend, breeders updates is basically on the hour. My wife is on top of it. Like, let me say, let me know everything the vet says. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what food you're giving them. If there extra vitamins and all this stuff, because the dog was doing real weird stuff. Like at night, he would go outside and he would lick the pavement, anything that was cement. He would lick it like he was needing nutrients. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I told the vet that, they're like, "Yes, he was. Something was wrong with his stomach. He couldn't eat, but he knew he needed to survive. Right. He needed to lick this cement patio because it had some type of mineral in it. So instead of like dirt and grass and stuff <laughs> that it could actually tear into its mouth, it went after a concrete pad. <laughs> yes, and he, brilliant dog. Yes, just brilliant. He would lick it for 15, 20 minutes, and then after a while, because that's the only thing he really liked to do. I let the boy go wild on the semen. I said, hey, bro, go on. If that'll keep you alive, you go lick away. It may be an ice cream fill on that thing. I don't know, but it was very attractive to him. <laughs> so long story short, two days go by, three days, three days go by. The breeder said, the vet says he's okay to go, but I want to hold him a couple more days before you come. And I was like, absolutely. You got to make sure he's 100%. Another day goes by, and it was a Monday, and she said, he's ready. Come get him. He's ready. So I didn't tell the girls. I didn't tell Jennifer. I went down there. Well, actually, I told Jennifer. She she would have been irate if I brought the dog back right. again, and he was sickly. So anyway, I, we get him. He's in the car. He's like a brand-new dog. He's jumping all over the place. You know, he's having a ball. I'm watching him eat. I'm watching him drink. I'm watching him do all his stuff. And when oh, yeah. I walked in there, he knew me for barely 48 hours, but he recognized me. He came up to me and jumped on me and all this stuff. Yeah. So I was like, hey, here he is. So I get him in the car. Go back to the house. Girls are in the house. I do the thing that a dad has just dreamed about doing, right? Oh. Here, it got him in my arms. I knock on the door. They open it, and there he is. Boom. Jumps into their arms. They're crying. They're happy as can be, and they're asking, is he okay? Yeah. And I said, he is definitely okay. So he's been back at our house for a week. Just phenomenal dog. What's this young man's name? So we had, you know, it was down to 5, 10, 16 names. Well, we looked up. We wanted... To make it a Hawaiian name is what we settled right. on. And there was a word in the Hawaiian language that means brave fighter or warrior. And after all the thing that this little puppy went through and he came back, brave fire, fighter or warrior in Hawaiian is named Koa. 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 <laughs> the barbarian. Yeah, so his name is Koa. So he's already got a bunch of nicknames. We've got to call him Coca-Koa. You know, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. K-Dog. K-Dog. So, I like that one. I like so that anyway, one. yes, Koa is into the East household, and he is fitting in very well. Did you hear how you did that Freudian twist when you were saying his name, and you said it means fire water? <laughs> you put that in there in the middle of it? Did I really? Oh, you're going to have to listen to that one back. That's funny. That was subliminal. So... Another funny thing, exactly to that, Jennifer was doing. I uh, sent a text message to her, one of her friends, about the name of the dog, and she said, "Brave Warrior." Well, Siri translated as "Beaver Warrior." <laughs> they were like, "God damn, why are you naming your dog Beaver Warrior?" Oh yeah, come on, Beaver Warrior. Sounds hey, like a movie. I like this. I like this movie. Um, but anyway, so that has been an exciting thing going on in my life. Wow. For the next. Probably, or the last two and a half weeks, at least three weeks. Right. It's been just crazy. And with Jennifer starting a new job, 
kids back in school. We've been we've been juggling a lot. Juggling. We've made it through. So far, so good. That a boy. Give me some stuff from you, Hank. Tell me what's been happening. Last month. It's because we haven't oh, been up here for a month. We have not talked on these mics in over a month. In a month. And it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. So my job usually doesn't allow me to leave spring and summer just because that's the height of our, our business. Yes. And so we always do a family beach trip at the end of the summer. So in August. And so our family beach trip this year was to Hilton Head. Love Hilton Head. Love the beach. Wonderful place. Wonderful place. Okay. So... We go to uh, Sea Pines Plantation, and we we are having a great time. We've got a pool, everything. Every morning, we find a snake in our pool. No it, kidding. And it's a scarlet king snake, which have you ever seen a coral snake? It's I like have. the red. And the, the scarlet, one of them's very poisonous. One of them's not poisonous. Exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. So the scarlet king sl- snake looks exactly like the coral, coral snake. Same markings, everything. We get one every day. Mm. It's kind of like our little buddy. Wow. Okay. Big guy, little guy. Little guy. Okay. Little little guy. Guy. And he's coming in every morning. So, you know, we do that, you know. But my mom and my nieces, not so much Harris. Harris just wants to be in the water, at the beach, or in the pool. Sure. It doesn't matter. Let's just freak out, do whatever. The girls want to go to like, um, you know, the surf shops and they want to go, uh, go eat at salty dog and they want to go see these landmark kind of places. So my mom and everybody's running kids around that Harris and I are starting to notice we're having a very hearty animal, <laughs> like locking, yes, a, lot of, locking. a lot of animals. Okay. So we, we start with these, these snakes in the pool and we think, okay, you know, my son's been bit by a copperhead. Yes. And so Scary. I always say that, you know, he's got a little bit in him. So, he, you know, he's got, little, he's got a little venom in him. He's got that snake in him. So we see these, and, you know, that's good. We get these large lizards, right? Turtle. I mean, uh, turtles. Right. We saw a million frogs, tree frogs. Right. Right. So we've got this habitat going around. <laughs> There's a pond not too far from us. Pretty large-sized gator yes. in it, you know, which we see. So we're pretty amazed that we saw this stuff. We go out to the beach. We see a stingray. Wow. Right? In the water. Incredible. Jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last day we go down to the beach, and everybody is sitting at the edge of the water. At the beach. At the, okay. beach. At the beach. Every other day we've gone to the beach, people are like, it's like, 50 deep really okay? which is awesome if you have any kids that are anxious about being in the water sharks whatever because they're hey look there's six people there's a shark is going to kill absolutely. before it gets to you right yes. so we had an incredible time in the water for kids that are anxious and stuff like that well people are standing at the edge of the water looking at nobody's in the water Whoa. and i walk out and i see the lifeguard and i was like what's the deal and they're like really bad jellyfish problem right now mm. so you may not want to go in so Harris is like, how bad could it be? You know, do we go in? And so we g- go to the edge, and Harris is like, I don't know. Let's sit here for a little bit. This dad walks out with two kids. One's 10, one's 7, right? Yes. He's like, forget this. We're at the beach. Wait, he's got no jellyfish. Five minutes later, every one of them screaming. Right? <laughs> oh, every no. one of them is screaming, right? Harris is like, I- I'm good. Let's throw some ball on the beach. Right. So we start playing on the beach. Next thing you know, the – uh, lifeguard comes down is like everybody out of the water that was in the water shark what they saw a shark come in bait fish are jumping right I look at my mom my brother my wife my kid my nieces nephews what y'all want to do peace we're going to the pool peace out <laughs> we out so we head to the pool right we go back that night 
we're sitting there in bed. My niece runs in um, the back of the house off the patio. She's like, I think I almost stepped on a snake. Go out there, copperhead. Holy. Have, have to kill it, right? Of course. 1230 that night. What? My oldest niece wakes up. She goes, Uncle Hank, I think there's a snake in the bathroom. What? At this point, we are living in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> you got that? So I go in the bathroom. Oh, sure enough. One of those small <laughs> scarlet king snakes. Come on, bro. So the funny thing about that story is it was twelve thirty. I get it out, throw it outside because it's a good. They're good snakes. They're yeah. not venomous snakes or anything. I walk back in our bedroom and Harris is sleeping on a blow up mattress in our bed in our bedroom. Right. Yes. I walk in. He's in my bed, and he goes, "There's a snake in the bathroom." <laughs> I said, "There was." He said, "I'm sleeping in the bed with you and mom." Oh my gosh. So we had a very odd encounter at the beach with the amount of animals. We we get back, right? We get back. What happens in Sea Pines? Alligator drags right. a woman in and kills her. Kills her. Same place you could have been the gator that was just around the corner from us. Unbelievable. The first time I would see, I'm a little different than you. I don't like critters like that. First time I saw a snake anywhere around the proximity of the house. Check, please. We're gonna we're getting enough. We're getting the hell out high of rise there. hotel. Yes, we are out of that joint. But that is pretty awesome that y'all get to see and experience all that stuff. The sea pines thing. I was talking to a guy. We had a tennis match last night. He was down there that week. Uh, not necessarily neighbors of the lady, but he met the lady who had been walking her dog. She always, I guess she was a residence down, a resident down there. The woman that died? The woman that died. He had seen her walking the dog every day, the same place every day. He said what he heard is actually when it, the alligator came out and attacked the dog, she would not let go. Like Jeez. she was holding on and then that's, and it, pulled like that and then she lost her balance i can and tell you right now that was it i love my dog pace pace, pace. that, dog, that yes. dog would be alligator food if it's not smart enough to it's much quicker than i am sure if it can't zigzag get out of the way yeah. hey mm. i'm out i'm out so that's that's my beach week we had fun <laughs> that's great weather incredible yeah. it was incredible yeah um the other the week after that i got to do something really special okay cool all right what's up so I'm not a huge golfer, although I love to play golf. I just don't get to play it much because of you know time and mm -hmm. stuff. Have you ever heard of a, car, a course called Pine Valley? I have. I think it's a very, very prestigious and famous golf course. Is that correct? If you look it up, it is the number one ranked golf course right now. Wow. Okay. Unbelievable. Um, and a friend is a member there and offered to take you up there. You cannot get on this course without a member. Yeah. A member has to be up there playing with you. And it is absolutely incredible. It is a, the thing that I'll say is incredible. Course is incredible. Mm -hmm. The staff is incredible. The biggest thing is it is a course built by guys for guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell it is, me about that. It's for guys. Tell me about that. When you get there, it is all attentions on you, yeah. right? And how, how you're going to enjoy your time. You walk in, it's an old building built in the thir in 1913. Wow. And we were staying there. Big foyer. Anytime you're in the building, hats off. Rule, hats off. Hats off, Any okay. Dinner, wearing a jacket and tie. Mm. Okay? Huge bar, right? Had the same bartenders for 40 years, right? Yeah. The reason that they do that is they're only open six months, but they pay them for the year. Where is this don't golf get course? You, don't get another job. It's just outside Philadelphia. Outside of Philadelphia, okay. okay? Food is incredible, but they pay attention to what guys really want, right? I'll tell you an example. When we got into our room, 
we were getting ready to play golf. Yeah. Our host said, throw your golf shoes outside your room. We put them outside our room. We start getting dressed, ready to go play, right? By the time we got dressed and ready to go out there, golf shoes were cleaned. They shined them on up. Shined them oh on up. Oh, my right? goodness. But you're in your bedroom. Nothing spectacular. It's an incredible place. Nothing spectacular, though. Bedside table where you put your drink at night. You got mm-hmm. your water sitting right there. It could be a leather coaster there. But what do they have? They cut. They had extra carpet. And they cut squares of that extra carpet because that's a coaster because it's guys. They don't sure. care. They don't care where we put our drinks on. No, you're just going to put it on the coaster. Yes. And it might as well be that extra carpet we have Absolutely. in the trunk. Save some money. Right? Be economical. Right? Sure. But it is not skimped out on the course. Yeah. You hit your drive. Caddy came up to me the first time. I'm an 18 handicap. I'm not good. Caddy came up and was like, from what I understand, you're the worst golfer out of the bunch. <laughs> and I said, I am. I am. He goes, hey, we're going to wow some people out here today. Oh, okay? I love this attitude. So. I hit my drive and I get it on the fairway. He was like, pumps you up immediately. He was like, hey, you did your job. Now it's time for me to do mine. Yes. Puts the bag down. He goes, we're looking 151, add 13. We're talking 164. Hit it to the left side, let it trickle right to the hole. Come on. I'm like, you're my guy. What does that give you? You're a sense of confidence. Absolutely. I am with a dude that knows every single inch of this course. If I just listen to what he says, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Mm. And you know what? The next hole, so, you know, I, <laughs> I bogeyed that hole or whatever. Next hole, I hit it in the fairway again, which is amazing. He comes up to me and he's like, what are you thinking? I have no idea what I want to hit, right? <laughs> he tells me the distance. I have no idea. I go, six iron? He's like, sounds deadly. Let's do it. And I was like, this guy, this is the guy that I want on my bag. It's wonderful. Right? Wonderful. So it was, uh, it was an incredible time. I will tell you, I was with a friend of ours. And um, it's a friend of ours that may not have the nightlife quite like we have. Yes. Okay. And so this course, we got rained out the last four holes on the first day. So we came back to the club. I'll see if we're going to go in. But what are we doing? We're sitting at the bar just drinking. Sure. Right? We're just drinking. Of course. So we're sitting there. I can tell one of our buddies is getting a little banged. Okay. (laughs) The problem with this is, is our host, who is an incredible host. Yes. You don't slow him down. You better stay Stay on the course yes, with him. Sure. If I want to drink, you want to drink, right? But I could tell our boy was getting banged. Mm-hmm. So our host looks at him at one point. He goes, hey, Sunshine, you going to finish that beer? Because I'm ready to get another one. Whoa. Right? Yes. Our host gets up, walks to the bathroom. I step in front of our buddy, chug his beer. <laughs> I said, look, buddy, I know you're not built for this, okay? <laughs> this ain't elementary school anymore. We're moving on up the ranks here. I am. Okay, what I'm going to tell you to do here is we're going to take some fire. I'm going to stand in front of you. If you get a shot, boom, I've got it. Glass of wine, boom, I got it. Liquor drink, got it. Don't try to do this on your own. It's great, man. Let me come in. You're the golfer. I'm the drinker. Let me do it. So uh, bottom line is incredible experience. uh, I mean, incredible experience. Um, You know, you're with some famous people there, but none of them want to be – no, they don't want you. They don't want to talk about what their deal is, and you're Chad to them, right? And they're Paul or Mike or whoever, yes. Roger. That that's who they want you to be, right? And they want to talk about your terrible golf game today. Yeah, and it was incredible. So, you talked to me briefly about this trip. Did you actually see some famous people, and you just can't talk about it, or no, no? no. I mean, I don't. I don't think you know. You can look it up and see who the members are. So, one of the things that we were doing is packing up to go and there was a um 
I was putting my golf shoes in my golf bag and our, our guy was sitting beside us. I remember. And, and, uh, the, the guy that runs the parking lot, I guess, comes up to him and says, Hey, can I introduce you to somebody? And my guy walks around me and he's like, Hey, I'm such and such. The guy goes, nice to meet you. I'm Roger Goodell. Oh, wow. So NFL commissioner. Roger yeah. Goodell. So Goodell was there playing who they say is not a great golfer. Yeah. Um, but the itinerary for everybody coming in and out of the, of the um, golf course is sitting on that front foyer. Yeah. And so you can be like, all right, Hank Imer's leaving by uh, uh, the Pine Valley van or whatever it may say. There's probably five people leaving on car service, five people living on that van. Roger Goodell was coming in and beside his name, it said chopper. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, it was an it, it, unbelievable experience. Yeah. It's one of those courses that you, if you get to play it once in your lifetime, I mean, I feel almost guilty because you should be a scratch golfer playing that course. I mean, that's the kind of golf course it is. Um, but man. I would be disappointed in the audience if I didn't ask you, what did you shoot? <clears throat> well, Thank you for asking, my fine friend. Um, so the first day, mind you, we um, did not play the last three okay. holes. Okay. And I would say that I was probably right at a hundred if I would have finished it up. No, yeah. I mean if I, I probably was on cars. Second day, I took my lumps. Okay, one oh eight, one oh eight. Well, you don't say. <laughs> but I, the caddy said that he's had people that are scratch golfers shoot ninety eight. No kidding. He's had you know it's a it is the problem is is when you're in trouble, you're not in. You, you almost are, it's hard to save you. Gotcha. So you, the problem is, is like, if you get in a sand, it's, it, it's a lot of it is sand. If you get in the sand, you want to try to advance the ball. Right. And that's not the play. It's get on the yes. fairway and get back. And you feel like, okay, you know, one in the woods, two out. I'm in the sand. I've got to shoot for the green. Right. And then you duff it and it's behind six foot tall grass. So an occasional double to triple bogey, that's kind of common out there for sure. I mean, that's uh, like most. If you triple, you pick up. Okay. You're out. You're, you're out. out. Triple. And the greens, they were kind of like, what kind of greens were they? Like very curvaceous and undulating, if that's what they say yes, is how it is. Yes, and super soft. Yeah. Like soft and rolled true. And uh, you know, the, you know how we play around here. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me were the fairways. They were so soft yeah. that the divots were the size of posters that no you pull out. And so like hitting it fat, you know, now wherever we play, you can get into the ground and it's, it's, you're going to get in a little bit, but you're right. not going to get crazy. Right. This, you hit it thick and it goes 10 feet. Holy cow. Wow. And you know, Lots my game's dumping. finesse. Yes. It's all finesse. I understand. Not the power game, but more finesse. Oh, uh, one last question before we get off Pine Valley. So, you know, when last couple of years we've been playing we bring this big speaker we're like bumping jay-z down the golf course and you know pouring liquor on, on our heads and stuff i mean is this the kind of clientele they're looking for at pine valley i would say not <laughs> they um you can drink out there that's you can cool. okay yeah you can yeah. they have different places there you get a beer or whatever um no music no music no music um uh limited no, cell phones like no, what's, what's to do with cell phones you can take pictures you certainly yeah. cannot talk yes okay um uh no smoking. No smoking on no the whole smoking golf, wow. on the golf course. What about those dudes that love cigars and all that stuff? Uh, they don't give a damn. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. It is the the beauty of it was is to see like the history and the fact that they don't you know they don't play any majors there. They don't play any major tournaments there because they would have to change the setup to accept the crowds. Yeah, and they don't want to do that. Yeah. 
And so it's really kind of special because it's a thousand acres. You turn off this interstate beside a ghetto water slide park. <laughs> And then you go a mile deep, and there you are. There it is. There you are. One and of the most so, prestigious clubs in the country, a mile from a ghetto water slide park. It was ghetto. But it was, I mean, it was a ton of fun, and I'm very glad that I was able to do it. And I'm ready to bring my game to a more realistic <laughs> golf course because I should not play on that Hampton one. Hampton Heights, here Hank comes. Yep. Good job. Well, that's a great story, man. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, before we move on to kind of what we our podcast is about, Hank's Hierarchy, Chad's Championship, I'm going to say one other thing, thing before we move on. I've been gone for over a month. I had three fantasy football drafts. Good Hank. God. This show, life. Not, no kidding. That's what my wife says. Seriously? My wife, oh, my life, my last month consisted of three fantasy footballs. You were part of one fantasy football I draft, was. which – I thought went off without a hitch. It, it was did. a pretty awesome night. The only drawback, it was a Thursday. We normally have it on a Saturday. Some people kind of kept it a little bit closer to the vest. Others, on the other hand, kind of went up above and beyond. You know, Freaked. Yes, freaked out. But it's a great, great time. I did like the sponsorships added to the draft. I got to tell you, you're genius. Oh, thank you. Did you yeah. write those all? Yes. Okay, so let me let me point this out to what – what the our people what they need to look at here so chad but in in the middle of the draft when we'd go through a round or you know there we'd start back on a new round he would pause for a sponsor and he would choose the people that were our sponsors were the individuals that you work for like i work for or, or whoever and he would give some of the best <laughs> Description. I, are you getting ready to read one? No, I can't find them, but that would be pretty hilarious if I can. I, I got to tell you, the one that you did on Coldwell Banker was incredible. Thank you. It that was, was incredible. That's the first one I wrote. It was yeah, incredible. The, uh, if it makes you feel any better, too, I used the template, and I went to Fonville Mor Morsey with Casey, who is in my other draft, and kind of just tweaked it a little bit. But that was the best one in that draft, too. I, I, yeah. Bravo. I got to tell you, oh, that was the you. surprise of the draft. Yes. And I think uh, – I think a lot of people appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate that because, you know, you got to – we've been doing this draft now for over 8, 15, 17, 18 years. You got to keep tweaking it. You got to keep being creative spice to make it, it, spice it up, you know. And so I, I'm glad you enjoyed that because I enjoyed writing a lot of that stuff. I want, do want to give you my last draft, which occurred this last weekend. We went to Wrightsville Beach, you know, the typical uh, out-of-town draft I've spoken about many times on this podcast. We meet on a Thursday. We play golf. After the golf, go to a bar, wait on the other cats to come. Thursday night is normally the championships di championship dinner where the champions meet. We make a big steak and all this stuff. The guys have never won a championship. Serve us like a Hooters wait staff, you know. Do they eat bad. chicken, not steak? Yeah, exactly. They, they can only eat bread and water. Um, but anyway, this one was a little bit different because a lot of people – the older we get, the busier folks are getting, you know, so you used to be able to depend on all the champions coming down on Thursday night over the last, this was our 19th year. This year, it's only half of us. People were trickling in late or early Friday morning, later Friday night even. So it's a little different, still phenomenal. A lot of poker. More poker this year than we've had in 10 years. How happy does that make you? Cause I, was pretty, it, we're, we're, I was pretty happy. We do no poker anymore at ours. We, in, unless it's a Saturday, we try to have a game maybe, but it's very rare. Right. So we played a lot of poker. <clears throat> I won't tell you exactly the timing of how late the nights went, but let's just say after the bars closed, we still continued it for three nights in a row well into the wee hours of the evening, oh, if you will. 
gosh. I don't see how your body does it. Dude, so on Sunday, we had to be out of there at 10. Everybody got up, 8, 8.15, they were gone. I was in there by myself. I was like, there is no way I can get in my car at 8.30 and drive myself out of here. If so, I'm going to have to find a hotel room about 20 minutes down the road and just stop for a couple hours, put Sports Center on, lay down in the bed just to get a little bit of rejuvenation because right. I was beat, brother. Did anybody ride with you? I rode by myself. Oh. I'm going from Riceville to Hickory. Everybody else was stopping in Raleigh, going Durham. Some dude went to Denver. I mean, they were all over the place. So I somehow, some way, two Red Bulls, three coffees, and a couple Coca Colas. I left it. I lifted. I left at nine, and I got home. One eye open. It's not that I was still intoxicated. It was more I was exhausted, just mm-hmm. completely wore mm-hmm. the heck out. But it was a blast. Um, there's many stories I can tell you. One of those trolley stop things I said at the very beginning, a big fan right beside the house that we rented, which was right on that waterway. You, the best people watching spot that you could ever had. Oh, and we had some historical weather in Wrightsville. Normally it's 100 degrees. It was 82 degrees with a breeze. So we sat on this porch, watched the whole world go by. It sure. was phenomenal. But right down the street, less than a minute walk, is this place called Trolley Stop Hot Dog Stand, which is like world famous. So we'd pop and get a trolley stop hot dog, beer, all that stuff. Very enjoyable. Sounds phenomenal. Very enjoyable. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Anyway, I wanted to read my fantasy uh, draft to you. Just kind of rank it on a scale. From, what number were you? I was number nine. Number nine, nine, nine. Let's see here. Let's find this bad boy. Um, just give me a bare second. We here. Let's find it. Okay, so Mr. Eimer, in the number nine hole, I selected Saquon Barkley one. Okay, I yeah, like Saquon I, Barkley. Me too. He's been going six, seven, and all these other drafts. He fell to nine. Went Dalvin Cook. On the back end, McCaffrey was there. I was thinking about pulling the trigger Man, for McCaffrey. You have 12? 12 in this league. Yes, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Hey, I like Dalvin Cook. Yep. So it went nine, then Cook, Barkley at nine, Cook at whatever, 15. Then it came back around third round. This one I was a little worried about, but I pulled the trigger. I like running backs. I went Jarek McKinnon. He's a San Francisco 49er running back. He's a little banged up now, looking to get a lot of a uh, big workload. Then came back Stefan Diggs. Golden Tate and Josh Gordon, three wide receivers in a row. I like all three of those. Ronald Jones, eh, these that running back for Tampa Bay. You know, he might not even start. My quarterback was Patrick Mahomes the second. Now it's a long shot, but they say this dude is like Brett Favre. He could be one of the dudes that gets you two to three touchdowns a week, three hundred yards passing. Then I went with Corey Davis, the tight Titans wide receiver, Robert Woods, another receiver, Marquise Lee, who's now out for the year. Eli Manning was my backup quarterback. Jared Cook and the Pittsburgh defense. Hmm. What do you rate that one? Uh, you know, you got a lot of flyers on there that could be Tons. pretty good. A lot of upside. Right. They could really go down in a ball of fire. Too. Right. And, you know, uh, I think this year's draft, the middle is a freaking crapshoot. Agree. 
you know, you could have picked guys, you know, I think our draft is the same way. Like you can look at ours and say, man, that team is a dumpster. Or it could turn out to or be, it could on be great. fire, certainly. And these, but the, the real problem is, is it could be these first weeks. So, I mean, I think you've got a good chance, but two weeks in, you could be waiver wire guy. Yeah, I could be. I could be. When I saw my team the next day on paper, I was like, because I loved it Saturday night, but on Sunday, I was like, Ugh, it's a lot of risk, but I, I love Stefan Diggs, Golden Tate, and Josh Gordon. I think they're going to be solid wide receivers. And if Saquon and Dalvin Cook can just do what they need to do, I think I'm playoff bound. Anyway, I hope I'm playoff bound. All right, Hank, thank you for your. Um, expertise when it comes to fantasy football. I did get a lot of questions about when is the fantasy formula going to start again. Guys, it's not big fan has replaced fantasy formula, but if you do want to write us a couple questions, text us. We'll be happy to answer any fantasy football questions on this podcast today. Our season starts, brother, in less than two weeks. Amazing. Can you believe it's already here? Mm-mm-mm. Um, also, college football really gets cranked up this Saturday. It's going to be amazing. A lot of good games. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But first, before we do, let's talk about Hank's hierarchy. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be pretty interesting, Hank. Let's get the words going here. Here they come. Here they come, Hank. Here they come. Oh, no. Oh. You can get this or that. Hank can get with this or that. Hank can get with this or that. Okay, Hank, this episode hank's hierarchy we're going to switch it up a little bit we're going to call this the lifeboat episode this is hank is in a lifeboat he's who knows how long he's going to be in this lifeboat lifeboat it might be 10 days 10 years right you've got two three people total you included you have to decide who will stay in this lifeboat with you between these two people that i I got to kick out one you of these kick, two people. Out. And you can boot them right out or you can push them gently in, but they will not be in the lifeboat after we speak. I can here. tell you, there's, if, if I'm in a lifeboat and I got to get rid of somebody in there, yes. they're probably going to fight you if you try to gently get them out. These people, this has got to be a surprise these people are handcuffed. So you can just push them out very easy. And remember, it seems it's like I'm in charge on this yes, lifeboat. It's your decision, brother. All right. You're making the decision on the lifeboat. Just remember, it's about you spending time with this person for. 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 years. So you got to kind of be interested in this person, maybe like them. It's not who's got the best base home runs in 1988 or who scored the most touchdowns in Super Bowl 40. It's who you think you can get along with on this lifeboat. All right. All right. We started with sports. Let's go here. Let's go. Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson. Who would you be able to survive on the lifeboat more? It's not even a question. Okay. Yes. I think Phil sucks as a person. <laughs> Seems like a big douchebag. Yeah, I yeah. think that is easy. I would kick him in the face to get him off there. Okay, and, and plus I want to talk to Tiger. Sure. About, you know, he he seems like to me the first year he may maybe kind of tight lipped. After that, he's probably going to talk to you a little bit. I'm going to be like, really, dude? Why? Are we, what are you thinking? Sure. And, you I, think? and he's so rich, too. He'd probably have, because you're on the lifeboat, have his helicopters and planes drop off supplies to you sure. while you're on the lifeboat. So you might be eating caviar, drinking champagne, you yep. know? Very good. I'm, I like I like the choice on Tiger Woods. Next one. This is not their basketball careers, but since they've graduated from basketball and on from the NBA and on to higher and better things, Charles Barkley or Shaq, you know, they're commentators now. Yes. So who would you rather have that in that lifeboat with you? So, okay. So this is, this, this is, is a real be, big lifeboat too. I was going to say, this is going to be, tough. is, is capsizing an issue because I can tell you, I like both these guys. Yes. I think they're both great, but I think Shaq's sense of humor is much better. And 
if there was any type of wildlife that had to get involved, I think they're going to eat him first. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big oh, meal. Oh, that's right. Right. So yes. I, I, I'm going to go with Shaq because I think the humor is there. Yes. And I think that big he cat. He rap. He could rap and stuff to you while you're on the, the right hook. Yes. He could rap. So I, hey, I like Charles Barkley, but yeah. no doubt I'm going with Shaq. Plus, Charles Barkley is a degenerate, degenerate gambler and an alcoholic. So, you know, he might try to kill you because he's a fiending for a. He might say, stuff. hey, let's see if we can swim all the way out to that buoy before these sharks get us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trip 50 on it. Good choice. Good choice. All right. So there's uh, Matt. Well, that wraps up our music part. Now let's go. Music? That was Shaq I mean, and Charles I mean, Barkley. I mean, a sports part. Now let's go kind of off the wall here, off the rails. We're going to game show host. Who would you throw off first? Alex Trebek or Pat Sajak? <laughs> okay. <laughs> who would you rather want to be? I know exactly who I would. I think Sajak would be, I mean, I think uh, Trebek would be a pompous dick. Oh, he'd be so annoying. You know? So annoying. And you know what's so funny to me? Did you ever see the um, the SNL? Yes. Where the guy just get, just rails on him? I feel like that's who he is. Yes. And so, without a doubt, Sajak, you know that guy's into some weird stuff. You know. I want to talk to that guy about that. I'd be like, dude. Tell me a little bit about your life, you know. I'd want to comb his hair. His hair's so perfect, and I'd want to talk about Vanna White a whole lot, you know, a whole was lot. Was he the one with the – no, that was Bob Barker. With the microphone that was like That's Bob. four feet long. That was Bob. Yeah, Pat Sajak is Wheel of Fortune. Sure. Anyway, good job there. Okay, how about Han Solo or Luke Skywalker? You know, Han Solo would sell you for, uh, you know – Whatever he could to get out of there. And Luke's got those special powers, sure. man. He might be able to Use the force him. and bring us up some fish real quick, let's right? Let's do that. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let me, so Bring up a lobster. Let's grab it. Let's eat a lobster let's real eat quick. Let's eat a lobster. Yeah, yeah, I think Han would would somehow piss those fish off and they'd want to kill him. Yep. Good, good choice. We're going to breeze through a couple of these real fast. Top Gun coming back. I don't know if you know Top Gun 2. Tom Cruise is bringing it back. Would you rather have Iceman or Maverick on your lifeboat? Iceman, do you remember Iceman? I do. Of course. I got to take this personal, the personal life out of me because you're talking about the character, right? The, oh, the character, not, not the, not the real not Tom dude. We're Cruise, talking about the character, the Iceman, the character Maverick. I'd go, I'd go with Iceman. The reason why? I think we'd survive. Maverick could be like. I think we should go over this waterfall. I think wild we ought to go over this wild waterfall. No, why? let's walk the thing down. Here's a path right here. Let's just walk the boat down. No, we're going over. Val Kilmer. Good choice. He's calculated. Very good choice. How about, let's move on to a little food. The Colonel on the KFC commercials or Papa John himself. And Papa John seems like a big arrogant prick you answered it for me <laughs> yes. right there i mean the colonel on the kmc commercial that dude he's 12 different people he seems like he's having a lot of fun oh right? man yes. you know he's giving dap when you get in the boat he's like what's up what's up what's up, what's up? What's up? chicken yeah spicy or original yeah. yes uh, I, I think papa john guy yes. no way terrible all right you're on the lifeboat <clears throat> there's a club like a nightclub in the close distance <laughs> <laughs> do you want leonardo dicaprio or brad pitt as your wingman. Oh, my God. As your wingman. As you your wingman. Yeah, you, the lifeboats get ready to go to the club. Dude, that's like 50-50 as far as I'm concerned. Stop. You know, No, no, no. You know what I do? All right. Both of them. Can we agree on this? Look me in the eyes. Yes, yes. Can we agree? Both of them pull the crud out of something, right? <laughs> yes. So. We ain't trying to compete with them. We're just cruising up behind them. You know, you know Brad I mean? Pitt's so pretty that I think he's convinced people that he's smart. 
Like, you know, but I think Leonardo's a little intelligent. He's got a little thought behind him. Yeah. So I might take Leo because Leo, he could, he could get in corners and crevices that maybe Brad Pitt couldn't think through. I think you're right. I think you're exactly <laughs> yeah. what you're thinking there, brother. I'm with you there. All right, let's go on to the next one. Here's a little music we'll drop at you. Drake or Kendrick Lamar? Uh, I think Drake would make reasonable decisions. I think Kendrick Lamar would get all wild on me. A little bit deeper in music. Deeper meaning you got to think a little bit more thoughtful. John Lennon or Kurt Cobain, these dead spirits are in your lifeboat. Oh. They're in your lifeboat. What do you want to talk to them? What do you want to ask them about? You want to say, hey, write me a song real quick. Tell me. This they is a tough both one. have terrible choices of women, so I don't know what they're going to do, but at least Lennon, Good call. you know, I, I, it was a little bit more peaceful. Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. I mean, who could marry that right, person? Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't trust him in the boat. I'd have to go with. Love it. Let's go higher intelligence question here. Albert Einstein or Leonardo da Vinci? There's a lot of things you could ask them. You know, what would, how the hell did you come up with this theory? You know, how did he come up with this? It's about how does your brain work? And you could ask the same thing to Leonardo da Vinci. Did you see how I just flipped that paper like that awesome. and I caught it in one hand? It was. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, da Vinci, a little bit of a language barrier. I get really <laughs> furious after about 30 minutes and I'd go, the airplane. <laughs> Just answer the question. Paint something. So, no, Leonardo. Now, yeah. I, I, Einstein, I think we could have a discussion. So, yes. I, there's a language barrier. Both brilliant, man. Love it. Two more. <clears throat> the whole NSYNC band or the whole Backstreet band on your lifeboat. Oh. And, again, all you're going to on this one is you're just going to Carowinds. You're going to Carowinds. They're performing. This is a quick trip. NSYNC band or Backstreet band? Yeah. Oh, man. Backstreet Boys, probably. Because, you know – they didn't do the blueprint, so they probably reap the benefits of it. And I want to know, like, the while and out part. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to be like, hey, how was it playing yesterday's when I was in fourth grade? Because one, two of these dudes really went off the deep end of Backstreet. They, they had some really big drug dark. issues. Dark. I'd really like to hear about that. However, in, in sync, you got Justin. Be cool to know it's about Backstreet. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Oh, and NSYNC. Yes. That, that would be you know a no you got to compare. You can have the whole band here, the whole band there. And last but not least, this is a tough one. I say the best for last. You've got a lot of friends in this town. If C.J. Hines and Lawrence Thompson were on this lifeboat, and you're, on this, you're going to be on this boat for a while, y'all have been stranded for at least 30 days, could be another three years, who do you take with you? Only, one, only one person can go? Only one person can go. I'm off that lifeboat. <laughs> I'm jumping off that lifeboat. I'm Perfect off that answer, Mr. Imer. Well, well done, sir. <laughs> Very nice. That was the perfect answer because that was a tough spot right no there. No way. No way. I would have double kicked him, but you can only get rid of one. So I think – I'm uh, gone. I, I think, hey, shark infested waters. Oh, Peace. Better listen it. to you two idiots. That's fantastic. Hey, good job. So what do you think about the lipo segment? Oh, and that was well done. I got to tell you, that was fun yeah. and well thought out. We'll bring it back in a couple more segments. But next up, we are going to go to – Chad's Champions. This is where we talk about our top four in some type of category or genre. As you guys know, it was a sad day last week where Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul, passed away. Uh, she was a, a founding father, if you will, in soul music, gospel music. She uh, was a person... Before her time, not just with music, but with you know everything that she did, people followed her. 
they they she really was a a true a true legend so in honor of her we're going to pick our top four female artists any genre any category just artist singing right Right. um hank coming into the fourth spot before we start let me tell you something that i that missed on my sheet all right there's some really talented people that did not make the cut for me adele beautiful voice didn't make the top four beyonce also known as queen b uh, people love her she's very talented she didn't make my list pebbles pebbles the first pebbles. <laughs> the first concert i went to pebbles was there she has a warm soft place in my heart she had one song i can't even remember what it was called but pebbles you always be there darling mariah you used to be on fire. Now you weigh 305. -er. So, I mean, I've had to move away from Mariah. So here's who did make it, Hank. Coming in at the fourth spot, this lady was a Motown legend. She was backed up by a couple female singers, and they created the group Supremes. A movie called Dreamgirls was really basically based on her story. Diana Ross comes in in the number four hole for me. I like that. Thank Let you. me tell you some of the people that didn't make it for me. Yes. Okay. Adele did not. She was just outside. I just don't think she has the history. I, I think she's a great singer. Yes. Okay. I love Lauren Hill. Ah, very nice. She didn't nice. make my top four very because, nice. I, you know, I, I don't feel like she has it as well. A tough one that isn't. And, you know, some of the people that are in my top four, I don't love their music. Right. I just feel like they're incredible vocalists Dude. or it was part of the a movement that they had. Um, Celine Dion didn't make it. Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. Oh, yep. Okay. Um, last but not least, it didn't make it. Christina Aguilera or Brittany. Brittany. Okay. And I, I posed a question to one of our good friends. And I said, hey, young fella, if you had an evening with either one of them, who would it be? Okay. He said, Christina. All day. She's got that extra dash of trash. <laughs> That's what he said. Got the extra dash of trash. All you got to do is go to that one video. I can't even remember what it's called, like raw or trash or something. And it showed her in all these little hot pants and these outfits. And she looked just kind of willing to really just go that extra mile, if you will, Hank. Sure. Yes, yes. So, sure. Christina, for me, too. Okay. Um, four. Number four for, you, for me. So, number four comes in a woman that. Broke down barriers. Christina. And this could be her. Broke down bar yes. barriers. Tina Turner. Oh, can't believe I forgot about her. Tina Turner. Wonderful. Hey, what a voice. What a, like, I mean, how, what a powerful lady. Woman. What a Woman. powerful yes. lady. So she's in at number four. Well done. Well done. Coming in at three for me is a very odd choice. And probably a lot of our uh, big fan fanatics are going to say, what? Are you serious? But... It was like a comet in the sky when she showed up on the on the scene. She lasted literally for one album, and her light was extinguished quickly because of drugs and alcohol. But Amy Winehouse came onto the scene with a voice that even Aretha said was, where did that come from? She said, Aretha said, I saw a little white skinny girl on the stage, but when she opened her mouth, I saw a queen of soul. That's what Aretha said. Amy Winehouse coming in at number three. So my number three is probably, it's a little bit different. This woman had a, a career. Yes. And the reason I chose her, I love her. I mean, I, I love everything she does. And I think the biggest thing for her is she really opened the door for a lot of, a lot of women in this same genre. Yeah. My number three is Mary J. Blige. Ah. Perfect. Yes. Right. So Mary J. Blige, as far as I'm concerned, concerned is 
the true woman of hip hop, R and B, and vocals. Dig it. Very nice. Very nicely done. I don't have to say much about my number two because my number two is Mary J. Blige. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Smart minds think alike. You know, I was thinking before we get to your number two and then our number ones. We don't have any real rock and roll singers. Amy Winehouse, I guess, kind of, but she's more of a crooner. She's soulful. Yeah. You know, like Janis, Janis Joplin, Joplin, you know, that's one. Can you think of, you know, then you got like the Gwen Stefani's, but that's poppy. Um, mm-hmm. Carol King was more folk. Um, anyway, it's hard to find, you know, rock and roll. Yeah, Joan Jett. That, Madonna was Madonna. Kind of, I mean, but she's still, I mean, Madonna was still yeah. kind of, I mean, she kind of, dabbled in everything she, she did very R&B. true you could argue that but you could say like taylor swift has made that influence but not for me but anyway not getting off the subject i just noticed that on our list so far go ahead with your number two my number two is easy to talk about because it was your number four diana ross oh, very nice i thought the very same nice. thing okay. very good, good. Hey, stevie nicks she was oh, rock. beautiful how yeah. can we forget she was kind of she was kind of yeah, rock yeah absolutely huh. um well, that brings us to our number one, and this person, I every time I hear her voice, I'm telling you, something just special happens inside of me. I was a sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade when this person really came onto the scene. Um, not only did she shine with her voice, she shined. She was beautiful. She had a smile that would light up a room. She later became an actress and was great at that. Unfortunately, her life went down a couple bad, a couple bad decisions, and it it. She's no longer with us either, but there's a documentary out, which I have not seen. It opened in August, August the 3rd. I definitely want to see this. Whitney Houston is easily my number one female artist of all time. We don't even have to argue about it. You don't even have to. You you know, the stuff that she, when she performed, was, it seemed like it was easy. And it seemed like it was pure. Like when she does the national anthem. It comes from a place that, you know, it. you could see it in her that yes. she wanted to perform that song in the way that she did. And it's easy to call her number one. So true. Have you seen the documentary yet? I have not. Yeah, there's also a song that she sings. It's, it's it, oh gosh, it's about uh, basically the Olympics. Um, if I can find it real quick, I probably won't be able to. But anyway, I'll try to find it. For the next time we come on here, it will just make this hair on your uh, arm stand up. It is so inspiring. And, uh, yeah, she did it, or the Olympics barred it from her or whatever, and I've heard it a million times. It really is an inspiring for team sports. But, anyway, Whitney, we miss you, Aretha. We will miss you as well. And, Hank, I've missed you over this last month. I have. Yes, I have. I I, I was just looking at my notes when I was doing this, and I ran across – a couple of uh, fantasy football names that I was considering. <laughs> Please. Um, hepatitis, see you later. Uh, don't wake daddy. That's, oh, that's perfect. P5FOFU, Chad. <laughs> Very nice. I, have we, did you do your name? I can't remember what our names were this past year. Oh, you don't remember mine? We had a good friend who came to the draft and had de- decided to change his diet. Okay, and he has lost an extraordinary amount of weight. He looks great, and he looks great. But it's not the same guy we know, right? So my team was 
He's not sick. He's vegan. <laughs> and if you remember, I created an advertisement for his uh, oh, yeah. his brewing company, too, the all-vegan beer. Yes, it was wonderful. Well, Hank, it's been a good podcast. I'm glad to be back in the saddle. I did want to tell you our, North, our, our Hickory tennis team. We're tied with one match to go. This was last week. Oh, have yeah. I told you? Have you no, heard about this? I haven't heard about your match. So it went down to they did all the tiebreakers from games, sets, matches, points, all this stuff. What came down, we were tied neck and neck. We went to the fifth tiebreaker, which happened to be, I don't know if it was random, if they drew out a hat. It was my 3.5 team had to play their 3.5 team. Whoever wins the match goes to the States. States. Go to the States. And – they got us first set, 6-3. I looked at my partner, and this is no bull. Who's I'm your partner? Knox Tate. Dr. Tate, if you will. Lefty. I said, Knox, look at them over there. Because when we were when we changed sides after the first set, they were smiling. They, I mean, they were nice guys, but right. they, they had gotten the better of us on our home court. Floor, court, or whatever, yeah. And then in the stands, because there were actually people in the stands, it was all their team. Not one of our teammates. No, not, no one showed no, up until later. But they were like, I'd say eight to twelve of their team, and every time they hit a good shot, you'd hear, right. and then Knox and I would hit a good shot, and you'd hear like crickets. Right. And I said, everything is going against us right now. All we got is me and you. Yeah. All we have right now is me and you. Look me in the eye and just say. We ain't taking this anymore. It's our time to shine. And he looked because you know he's very soft spoken. He don't really yeah. speak. He was like, I understand. That's all he said. Holy shit, dude. We went off the second set. One, six, two, six, three. I think it was six, three. The second set, they won the tie break 10 2 yes. to, go, to go to States. States. Yeah, so States, here we come. It was a yes. great match. Knox, you played off your ass, dude. I'm so proud of you, man. You played so well. And our tennis league is kicking into gear. It is. As we speak. So I heard yeah. we didn't have a great start. Ooh, it was a pretty rough start, but a you know. Bumpy. Yes, a little bumpy start, but we are going to smooth it out here. That was just our first week. So things to look forward to, Hank, over the next couple of weeks. We have some all, all awesome stuff happening in Hickory. The Auto Lawn, the fifth or sixth annual Auto Lawn will be taking place, place next Saturday. We're coming to you August 26th. We're August 28th today. Mm -hmm. The Auto Lawn is September the 6th, I believe. It's right around the corner. Foot Candle Film Festival, live and direct from Hickory, North Carolina, September 28th through the 30th. It's a great event. Uh, we're looking at posters all around us that Deluxe Printing printed. They're very beautiful. Thank you. And we have the beginning of college football this weekend. Are you in town for Labor Day? This is the Labor Day weekend. I am not. You are not. I am not. You going somewhere special? I am not. Well, yeah, I am. I am. Yes. I'm going to Atlanta to uh -oh. see my degenerate brother-in-law. So you will be watching much college football. We're going to watch a lot of college football, and then we're going to go watch the Braves play the um, Pittsburgh Pirates in the new stadium oh, on Sunday. Fabulous. It should be a billion degrees, and there should be a million At of least. our closest friends. <laughs> yes. But um, we haven't been to that new stadium. You know me. I love baseball, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, when you. Shoving off Thursday or Friday? Well, I figured we try to get right in the mouth yes, of the dragon of traffic. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a question. Sure. I'm gonna pose this to you. Shoot. We started school yesterday. Yes. Is it appropriate to pull your son out to go <laughs> vacation on Friday? In my opinion, no. I mean, that's my opinion. A lot of people will do it though. I I I was raised. It's about how you're raised. 
no vac. I, I just had to always had to go to school. We never, we didn't ever miss a day. Yeah. Unless I was dying. That's the only way my mom and dad would let me miss right. a day. They're not gonna pull me out to go to Disney World or Carowinds or Six Flags. We we just didn't do it. But that's just how I was raised. Hey. A lot of people they be pulling out just to go down to the movies, you know, just to go see the Meg, the Meg, the Meg grand opening, right. you know. So I want so if we pull them out at noon, we're gonna get there about four thirty. And if you pull them out at noon, that counts as a day. You're good. That's what I'm saying. You can, like, I thought you may pull out like a whole day. No, show no, like pull them out, man. You, you, you don't see any problem first week <laughs> pulling them out. <laughs> I mean, as long as they get their their credit in for the day, you're a okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Because if we leave at 3, we're going to get into Atlanta at 7. And you know we're going to go through Greenville, God, Charlotte, sounds everywhere. And it's going to be rush hour at every turn. Pull him out, man. Pull him out. All right. Get the hell out of there, dude. He's got the credit for the day. He's just missing PE and a little lunch. It's going to be fine. He's not missing any, any educational things. You know? I'm trying to make you feel better. Thank you. Yeah. So, guys, tune in. Two weeks from now, when Big Fan has their 10th episode, I think it might be 10. Yes, okay. it's, a, it's a big number for us. And we'll tell you all about Hank's trip to Atlanta, the beginning of college football. I'm sure I've got some great dog stories I'll share with you as well. So anyway, you guys, tune in. Thanks for listening. Glad to be back. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.